It's me, Tyreek. Hi, I'm Hallie. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Tyreek, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I make video games. You can buy one of them. Or if you go on Itch, I have some free ones on there, and you can give me give me money for those too if you want. You're not counting the Zelda game you made? No, I don't get money from that. <laughs> but, but you can go play it. I don't care. <laughs> but, you can, but you can buy it. Yeah, yeah, you can sure. I guess I'll plug Homemade Hummus. Because I just made some for the first time. It's super oh, yeah. easy. Oh, that's a good call. It's extremely easy to you make. Just, you just mash up the, the hummus beans. Yeah, exactly. The hummus beans, the bonzo beans, and some spices and garlic, and I guess tahini. I saw several recipes that didn't say tahini, but everywhere else I said, I looked, said that tahini is like a requisite part of hummus. So I put some in there. It turned out okay. A little watery. I forgot to drain my bonzo beans, so it's more of a dip, more of a dip than a spread. But uh, other than, I mean, it tastes tastes perfectly fine and hummusy. I'm curious how it would have tasted without without the tahini. Me too, but not that curious. You gotta you gotta make it again. A B test. Yeah, or just taste it before you put the tahini in. That's also entirely possible. Yeah. Tahini's, it doesn't have a very strong flavor, tahini. Not that I've noticed. No, but it's a, there's a consistency issue there. It adds. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it might be a texture thing? Think think there's a texture aspect. There. That makes sense. That makes sense. One thing we learned from a previous Topic Lords show is that if you drain the the liquid out of the beans, you can use it to make meringue. Oh yeah, aquafaba. Yeah. Oh man, next time I make hummus, I'll I'll properly drain my beans so that I don't have watery hummus, and then I can make whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, you, you just gotta you whip it until you form stiff peaks. It's cutting edge vegan technology. That's right. That's Wait, right. Wait, so it's literally just the bean juice? They don't have to add anything to it? No. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> you might cook it down a little, but yeah, no, it's uh there's all sorts of like interesting egg replacement uses for uh aquafaba. Hmm. I'll have to try that. Uh and Hallie, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Hi, I'm Hallie. Uh, I've been on this before. I used to make video games. And then you learned better. I Man, you're not wrong about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I do uh, educational technology stuff, mostly, and enjoy education and technology. I want to plug those little, like, freezer popsicles that are just a tube of plastic with sugar water in them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, Otter Pops is one yeah. brand yeah. name for those. Yep. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They're good. You know what? They're also good if you don't freeze them. You just drink the tube. <laughs> that's the best way. It's just Kool-Aid. <laughs> like that's, yeah. Are we ready to start on some topics? Sure. Yep. Uh, Hallie, your topic is people really like potatoes and I don't get it. So I'm not saying I don't like potatoes. Listen, you don't need I'm... to defend yourself here. <laughs> this is not This is not a struggle <laughs> session. I like potatoes okay, but like everybody I say... I feel neutral about potatoes too. I swear to God, like looks at me and says, I'm crazy. It was like, what are you talking about? Potatoes are the best thing ever. This has happened to me like in separate groups of people several times over the past five, 10 years. All right. All right. I'm going to list some foods and I want you to rate them on one from one to 10. Yep. Potato chips. They're, they're like a six and a half. French fries. They're like a six. Curly fries. Seven. Hash browns. Depends depends on the hash brown make. Depends on the make and, make and model of the hash brown. I mean, are there <laughs> onions involved? If there are onions involved, it's a seven or an eight. All right. Well, okay. That's, I mean, that's fair. 
onions well onions are a whole other thing that's true the whole other thing that someone might be shockingly uh, averse to it's true i'm i'm out of ideas but, yeah okay <laughs> you you've convinced me that you don't really care that much about potatoes i don't care that much and this is this is terrible because i am descended from potato farmers that's probably why yeah that could be you've become inured yeah <laughs> Lamarckian evolution has, has has led you uh, to yeah. to be very mixed results from potatoes. I'm on your side with this. Like I, I, I don't think I've encountered like like fervent potato love necessarily before. But like when I saw the topic, I thought you were going to say you hate potatoes. I, that's what I was hoping for. I thought yeah, that but, would be but, way but more like, fun. I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, they're they're fine. Like I like. I'm not a fan of potato chips. I'm not a huge fan of French fries. Curly fries is the only good form of French yeah. fries. Yeah. Um, but even then, I usually don't finish them. And then only if they're seasoned. This is the thing about... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> I, no, no. Please, please, get excited. French fries last for about 15 minutes before they turn hard and yes. terrible. Yeah, yeah. They're not a... They're surprisingly... Like, I don't, it's weird. Like, given how hearty the potato is as like a, a, an entity uh-huh. for french fries to have deliciousness like for such a short window of time it feels like a a waste of a of a hearty food that should last longer right <laughs> like 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 mashed potatoes you can mash potatoes throw them in the freezer or throw them in the fridge and ha- have mashed potatoes for like weeks you know? there we go that was another thing i could have mentioned it's another six yeah fair enough <laughs> well, so so I, I, so I will say I really do like mashed potatoes. Gravy brings it up to a seven or an eight. Yeah, but then you're just like, okay, you, you like gravy a lot. That doesn't. We're not, who doesn't? Four days ago or so, four or five days ago, I had, and I don't, I don't usually have like hankerings for very particular foods, but I had an enormous hankering for a baked potato, which I haven't had. I haven't like had a baked potato in probably years, and I was just like, man, because it takes that long to make them. <laughs> yes yes it take you have to bake it for for uh five years and then That's and then uh, it's it's a century potato you have to bury it in the ground and uh mm-hmm. set a peat bog on fire but yeah i just had a hankering for like a baked potato and so i like baked a potato and like you know got it all seasoned up and stuff and put some put some sour cream on it put some like melted cheese and stuff on it had some broccoli and stuff alongside it. it was really really good but like now that i've satisfied that hunger I probably won't eat another baked potato for like several more years. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, as I was eating the baked potato, I was wondering: is there a difference between baked potatoes and mashed potatoes? They're the same thing, right? It's just a matter of container. Yeah, one of them is contained in in the bread bowl. Yeah, and the- but the actual like what the part that you eat is just it's just mashed potatoes in its in its native environment. Part of the experience of a baked potato is that you like you apply the ingredients yourself, and this doesn't matter if you're like a chef cooking for yourself, but like. If you're like at a diner and they bring you a baked potato, gosh, I actually I've never ordered a baked potato I, in a diner. I, this I might be say, just like do they have baked potatoes at at like restaurants? I've never had a baked potato at a restaurant. Probably at a Hofbrau, I bet you could get one. Yeah. Come to think of it, I've never actually had one outside the house, so maybe this is just my family. Like they just plop the potato in front of you. You cross hatch the potato and then you apply the butter and you mash it in. And that's part of the experience is you are prepping it yourself. Yeah, I used to do that at my potato farmer relatives. Yeah, okay, you know you know what I'm talking about. 
I'm also curious, do you feel differently about different types of potatoes? Is this just a, is this just kind of like a, like Idaho russet potato sort of sensation or like, do you have, have similar feelings about sweet potatoes and yams? Well, or... sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes and yams I'll fuck with all day. We'll see. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet potatoes and yams. Now that, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're there. What about, what about taro? I've only had like taro flavored things and like I've I've only had taro that's been processed yeah. uh in some way and cooked in some way. I've never had like a raw taro. For all I know you can't even eat raw like taro by itself. I've had taro chips. Uh taro chips, I like taro chips much better than potato chips. Well, wow, interesting. I don't think I've ever had anything oh, taro. There's a there's like a great like little little food counter set up like in a gas station around here. And they used to like the guy behind the counter would like chop up a taro and like fresh fry it for you there and like put the salt on and give you taro. Oh, that was good. So the ta- and and so he would give you the taro chips and they would have like little images of like the hanged man and the fool on them. Yeah, exactly. No, okay. that's that's how it went. Okay, what about what about latkes? Um, again, like is that just a hash brown? What's a latka again? Like a pancake? Oh, like a little fritter, like a potato fritter. Yeah. Yeah, like again with sour cream and applesauce. Yes. Okay. All right. Last one. What about those bags you can get at the grocery store that say veggie sticks on them, but when you start eating them, that's actually just like reconstituted potato that's shaped like a veg, like a stick. Just do not enjoy those. <laughs> no. No. Do people enjoy those? There's like a there's like a picture of other vegetables on the bag, but it's actually just potato. <laughs> uh, are we ready for another topic? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Tyreek, your topic is I wear shorts now. Yeah, I wear shorts now. Uh, Like not all the time, but on occasion, which didn't used to be true in the past. Like I have historically been quite anti-shorts person, like not for other people, just for myself. Like I don't like sure. did don't like people seeing my legs and stuff. But then I got a tattoo. <laughs> and then i got a tattoo on my leg and the reason i got it on my leg is to like only show i want to show it when i to people that i want to see it you know it's like in a place it's it's in an inconspicuous place it's not like on my on my face or like on my hand or whatever like that or on my arm which you know would be a lot more visible and so i got my tattoo like in a place that would be like sort of just like easily hideable but i don't want to hide it i want to show it off all the time and so now (laughs) so now i'm like I've become a shortswear, which is something that I never thought would happen. Yeah, as you as you get you cover more and more of your body with tattoos, you're gonna wear less and less. Yeah, I guess show so. off the hypoclock in a speedo. <laughs> just, you're just wearing like a Volto harness. <laughs> Volto's fun. Volto is fun. I always he was like my one of my favorite Soul Calibur characters. Same. Uh but uh but yeah, it's it's weird. Like I like I like actively because that's the other thing is like the kind of weather that I generally like. I like like sweater weather. I like like light jacket weather and that sort of thing. And so I've never been excited about like warm, sunny days or like summer as a concept. But now uh, I got I got my tattoo in May. And so like it was like summertime and stuff. And I was like excited for summer for the first time because I was like, ooh, shorts, shorts weather. I get to like walk around and, and show off this cool dinosaur <laughs> that I have that I have on me now. I've got a similar thing except I've got psoriasis on my legs. So oh. I can sh- show off where I've been scratching too much. Uh you can get a tattoo of, of scratch marks. 
Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah, I could. That's what I could tell people. They're like, "Hey, are your legs okay?" <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is a tattoo." Does it make a tattoo that makes it look like you've been mauled by a cat recently, perpetually? It's more like scratching a rash. Right. But if you made it look like you got mauled by a cat recently, people wouldn't think you were scratching a rash. They would That's be like, hey. That's true. Yeah, I could co- get it covered up with cat scratch marks. <laughs> there you go. Just get the cat, like, Trump Lloyd tattooed on there, too, so people think anyway. Yeah, perfect. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've, like, mentioned this on a previous ta- uh, previous topic, Lords, but, like, I wanted a tattoo for a very long time. I finally got one, and it's, like, I've never, like, been, like, ashamed of my body or anything like that, but I've never, like, wanted, I've never been, like, proud of it, and it's not like I, like, worked out to get proud of it or anything like that. I literally just got a picture on me, and suddenly I, like, like myself more. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, the uh, we should get Ben back on the show to talk about, like, he keeps... In the Discord, in the Topic Lords Discord, he keeps posting like tattoo updates and he's just like, okay, now your entire upper body is covered. What are you going to do now? But like he had a very similar reaction where like he got these tattoos and then he started working out. Oh, yeah. I just want to look even better. That's that's I relate to that as well uh, as we will maybe get into at a later topic. But yeah, like I'm I'm, I've like started like working out and stuff like that because I'm like, well, if I wear shorts now, I have to like have legs that are worthy of of showing the tattoo now that like it's like oh i can't i can't i can't you know i gotta like have the rest of me in shape just you know to to support my desire to to be seen i don't know i'm kind of into like the best coolest tattoo on like the worst schlubbiest body that's <laughs> like a it's like the most sloven slovenly like dorky looking dude wearing a fedora and an indiana jones whip wait is that the tattoo that's the person no, that's a good idea. That would be a great <laughs> meta commentary on the whole thing. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be cool enough. It would have to be like a a tribal. Tri- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what could, t- tattoos are cool now. I don't think tribal tattoos are that. Damn. <laughs> there goes my plan. Well, now I'm just thinking of like now I'm thinking of like a like a like a yakuza style tattoo where it's just like a giant dragon or something like that that just like covers your entire tire back yeah, or something like that that's what and this might be me like not knowing what yakuza style tattoos look like but that's what ben's reminds me of it like it looks like you know when you go to japan and you live with your tattoo artist for a year and come out covered entirely except his is all instead of being a dragon it's all video game shit <laughs> yeah there, there's there's a lot of like pop culture tattoos and stuff and i've like thought like i, I don't want that i want like all original stuff mm, that makes sense yeah 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 well we got um some hand-me-down shirts for winston when he turned five from a friend and april went through them all and and was like getting rid of the ones she didn't like and she got rid of all the ones that were just like clothing brand logos right you know because that's you know because because yuck and then winston like found the box and he was looking through it himself and he found the one for puma and there was a rainbow cat on it because there's a rainbow cat in, and who, what kid wouldn't want to wear a rainbow cat shirt? Yeah, fair. Right. Honestly, though, like, I feel like of all the brand names to wear, Puma isn't the worst because it's also just the name of a cool cat. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is an Adida? <laughs> Nobody knows. It's not, it's not the, I'm not wearing a Puma shirt because I like the brand. I'm wearing it because the cat's cool. <laughs> uh, Adidas takes his name from its founder, Adolf Dassler. Really? His, his name Adolf is shortened to Addy. I mean, that makes that's where IKEA gets its name. 
It's not just a, a typo of idea. No, no, it is uh, not. Are we ready for another topic? There's no more story there. Uh, yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, my topic is why are these ants on my desk? I can't remember, Tyreek, if you've if you've heard this story already. So this might be like I'm about to turn this into a, like a pop quiz. Uh, but if I've told <laughs> you this story already, then you know the answer. I can't remember. But we just moved into a new place, and we have an ant problem. You know, you got you got to be pretty diligent about not leaving food around. And I have been since like since this happened. I walked up to my desk the morning after we moved in, and I saw like ants under the desk, and it was like, okay, there's like an, an olive there. Uh, from the pizza that we gave to people that we if we we fed the people who helped us move and i was like fine i left i left an olive under the desk i deserve this so i cleaned it up and then i realized there were ants on the desk too and i could not figure out like i looked all over the desk for like what they were into what, what are they into what do they smell and i couldn't figure it out and i'm i'm curious if you two have guesses i also just recently moved but the place that i moved from we had uh continual like running like yearly ant war like every it was like a seasonal thing where they would come back every like like fall and like summer and fall oh were they looking for water they were yes they were thirsty they got they got thirsty in the in the hot months and then i guess also in the winter they got cold so they would come inside too it was just it was just a constant problem it was ants ants it was seasonal but it was every season exactly exactly it was seasonal because because in the wet season they wanted to get out of the rain so they'd come inside and then the hot season they wanted to come inside and drink so they'd get out and come inside and then when it got cold it got cold so they wanted to come inside and so it was like they they just always wanted to be inside the last season they came in because they were like well we might as well make it all four exactly exactly It's like you know, it's like you know, it's like like a house cat doesn't want to go outside. We had house ants, but um, <laughs> but I, I I remember like a similar thing happening where it was like you know, like like yes, I realized I had to be like diligent about food stuff and not leaving food stuff on my desk or like around my area and that sort of thing. And uh, we like went around the house and like cocked up like any any time a new like ant trail would start we'd like find where they were coming from and try and like cock that seal that area so that like just gradually depleting their entry points but then they'd keep finding new ones yep and 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 uh it's really irritating but eventually like got it pretty pretty decently locked down where it's like okay we've taken care of all the obvious like entry routes not leaving food all over the place anymore but every once in a while there would still just be like just like ants on the desk and like crawling around and that sort of thing and I guess long story short, I never found out what it was. <laughs> no. well, I might be able to. I might be able to solve this for you oh. then. Oh, did, did you? Do you have a solution? Do you? Do uh, you? Moments, no, I don't have a solution. Well, but do you have an answer as to why? I have, an, answer I have an answer. I see. An I see. Answer I see. for 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 <laughs> me at least. Uh, that I saw one crawl out of my keyboard, carrying oh, like a crumb of something. Uh, right, keyboards. Uh, keyboards. They are like storehouses of just finger dust and and all the detritus yeah yeah Yeah. i have never i don't i don't even know how you do it i don't even know how you would attempt to clean a keyboard like this i mean do you can you pop the keys off i I guess that's how you do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i actually i did that i did that uh recently with one half of my keyboard i have another half that i haven't cleaned yet but i have one half where i like took all the keys off and the the left hand Yes. Well, because yeah. my, my keyboard is like split in half. So oh, I sure. have like like um, two separate portions. But yeah, it it's it's so gross in there. It's so nasty. 
Like, <laughs> yikes. So really the ants are doing me a favor by clearing it out for me. There you go. <laughs> I actually haven't seen them since that first. Like, I think getting rid of the olive was enough. They were like, oh, we're not welcome here. Okay. Well, see, that's the other thing about, like, getting rid of ants is, like, sometimes you just got to let them take it, you know? Sometimes you just get... <laughs> they They need it more than I do, for sure. Yeah, just let them do their job. And then when they're finished, like, the, the problem with ants isn't that they come to get the food. The, the problem is that it takes such an enormous number of them such a long time to actually get the job done. Like, if instead of a trail of, like, like thousands of ants coming to get like like a grape that you dropped or whatever it was just one giant one i don't think they would be as bad right Although actually now maybe i'm just describing mice you might be just describing mice yeah i think i'm just describing mice with an exoskeleton advanced mice. chitinous mouse <laughs> they're significantly less cute i recently read a short story called gorge describing uh Space travelers who found a planet that was a perfectly flat, perfectly uh, featureless gray sphere, and they were trying to figure out what was up with this planet, uh, and they sent a probe to it, and it just vanished into the surface immediately. And it turns out it was, you know, it was gray goo. It was that thing. Um, it was like a, a civilization that had, like, either accidentally or deliberately uh, committed suicide by turning the, the entire matter of their planet into into the a uniform nano machine. And this is what I expect to happen at some point. Like, I'm going to go, uh, it'll, it'll be dark because it'll be at night. I'll, be, I'll go into the bathroom, I'll sit on the toilet, and then I will just, the toilet will be covered with ants, and then I will vanish into the ants, is, is what's going to happen. I'll just instantly disappear. Have you have you consumed any ants yet? Uh, not recently. <laughs> I have in my life uh, eaten an ant by accident. Okay. And it's not tasty. No, that's that's their defense mechanism. Is they're 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 gross. Yeah, my so my my ant ingestion experience was probably not as bad as it could have been. Uh, but it was during one of the uh, how, to, how to phrase <laughs> one of the apogees of 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 one of the cycles of ant war. So like apogees. So it was like during one of the the peaks in this conflict, and I had uh, left a bottle of uh, ginger beer. <laughs> by my desk open mm -hmm. and i went went to my desk and sat down and it was dark i didn't have any lights on i just like got on my computer started typing or whatever and then i went to take a swig out of this ginger beer and i was like texture's wrong oh no. no 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 that's that's bad i'm sorry sorry you can uh, finish your story i just had to have an involuntary reaction <laughs> <laughs> no yeah and so i turned on the light and it was just uh it was just uh it was just ants it was just ants in a bottle <laughs> I, hate it. I hate it so much it still tasted like ginger beer though so i didn't get the bitter or whatever so it was just like no, they're, they're they're extremely tangy in my experience yeah it was just a texture issue for me yeah formic acid yeah yeah but uh anyway that was unpleasant uh yeah my my possibly eating a bug in the dark story was um went into the bathroom and I filled up the cup of water that I keep on the sink. I didn't fill it. I put like an inch of water in it and I, I took it into my mouth to swallow and there was some like weird, like flaky thing in there. Ugh. And I just spat it out and washed it down the drain deliberately without looking at it. So I'll never know. I, I, <laughs> I'll always have like, maybe a leaf got into my, got into my cup somehow. Oh no, no. See, that's, that's even worse to me. I have to know. I must know. Like, if, if something like that were to happen, I would be like, I I need to know. 
what what is in my mouth or like what is <laughs> what is in my bed that sort of thing it's like if i feel something like like in my bed like like crawling on me or whatever i'll like be like ah and then sometimes it's like just a little piece of lint that was like blowing because i had my fan on or whatever and i'm like ah whoo and then sometimes one time it was a it was a tick and that was oh yeah good. then you definitely <laughs> want to know yeah yep yeah no i mean as long as you can take the the actual keycaps off i think keyboards shouldn't be aren't like or at least in my experience they haven't been too difficult to actually clean what what they should have is like a a crumb tray like a toaster that would be good although to be honest i've never seen a clean toaster crumb tray like even after i like pull it out and clean it and dump everything off there's still that's stuff actually on there. i expect that to be true for the keyboard too though yeah <laughs> yeah um i have seen um they have like sticky things that you can use to like clean keyboards. Yeah, is the idea there that like you roll this g- g- ball of of goo over your keyboard and it just gets in the cracks? Basically, I think so. As far as I know, I've never used it, but uh, I don't know. It seems like it could be kind of effective. I don't know. Board yeah, you just you goo. just ex- expose your keyboard to gray goo, and the nano machines will eat all the detritus, so the ants won't. Yeah, there you go. Deliberately exp- expose my keyboard to poison oak. <laughs> You just have to type with gloves on. That's right. And like uh, uh, Poison Ivy style from Batman. You just like wear gloves that are constantly coated in poison so that everything you touch <laughs> becomes uh, dangerous to other living things. And uh. That's how I want to live. <laughs> I'm buying goo. Did you find some good goo? I found some good goo. Well, don't, don't keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, I won't. I'm, I'm shipping it to myself. <laughs> Share it with my wife. I don't know. Can you ship yourself with things? Is that allowed? Like get in a box? <laughs> okay. Maybe I spend too much time on Tumblr. Oh! Oh! <laughs> um, I guess. You could you could certainly do... Yeah, can you ship yourself with things? That's a really good question. That is interesting. That is a way more interesting question than I would have expected it to be. Because, like, shipping yourself with something doesn't necessarily mean that you yourself have to be attracted to that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, so, like, it doesn't mean that you have to, like, personally, yeah. like, be have a crush on it or whatever or be attracted to it. it but you just, ship it. Yeah, you ship it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, Bruce. This is uh, one of the cats we moved in with. It's not, it's not the name of an ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Roy. Bruce is um, my mom, one of my mom's cats. We are merging our cats, which is going to be a problem. Oh. But for now, we are just like locking up half the cats in one room, letting the other cats roam free, and then switching it off. Yeah. So what's the cat total now? Four cats, two from each household mm. that merged. So so you're not literally like putting the cats in a Jeff Goldblum fly machine and, and creating one cat from two cats <laughs> we're doing it in stages <laughs> i was thinking along the lines of like the fusion dance from dragon ball z oh yeah no that would have worked too. <laughs> are we ready for another topic yeah i believe so tyreek your topic is the go-getters of pre-dawn gym yeah so as i mentioned uh uh a bit ago, uh, I've been trying to like exercise more. So far, involved just going for walks and then uh, going to the climbing gym more frequently than like once every three months. But um, my brother, he's like he's a motivated person, uh-huh. uh, or, or or at least he, he is he, he a wants... morning person. So here's the thing: 
he starts work at 7 a.m. And uh, we've been wanting to like, you know, like go to the gym or go climbing or whatever for a while uh, together. And and so he's like, but the only time I'm really available is, cause is in the mornings before I go to work because I work all day. And then in the afternoon, I'm like at home doing stuff and I've like, I'm drained. And so he was like, I could go before I go to work. And since he starts work at seven, that would mean getting to the gym at like six. Yeah. And that would mean waking up at like five. So today and yesterday, I woke up at 5.30 to go to the gym with my brother. And he is way too enthusiastic about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds like the kind of person that really likes potatoes. <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, but like what I remember, like when he, when he first, when he first like proposed this to me, like, Hey, you want to wake up like ungodly early to- tomorrow and go to the gym? I was like, well, okay. And he was like, well, you know, but, but like he would, he expressed concern here because he, he hadn't done this before either. This was, this is like an experiment for both of us. Like, can we wake up this early and how does it feel to do that? Um, and he was like, oh, but we'll get there. And I'm like, being concerned about like being around other gym goers who are there that early and like any other gym goers who are there that early must be like really serious about being at the gym you know and so it's like oh that's where the 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 go-getters it's like that's 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 them it's like and and my brother was like well but if we go there at that early we will also be the go-getters we will we will also be included among this elite group of of gym goers who go to the gym really early and we won't have to feel out of place because we'll belong there just by oh, the virtue of, of being <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the, here's the thing like those those are morning people they, that's their chronotype they get those are people who get up early in the morning oh and chronotype like, i haven't heard that word before chronotype it's, a, that's it's, a, it's very it, useful yeah it's good if you go in there and you're like faking it, you're like, oh, I got up, I work, I like, I got up early because I, I want to become the kind of person who gets up early. They'll know you're, you're not, <laughs> you're not, a, you're not the real go-getter. You, you can't, you can't earn go-getterness. It has to, <laughs> it has to come naturally to you. Go-getitude. Go, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, but like, is that, I don't, how true is that? Like, <laughs> Because like it's as, as, to some degree, well, I think become... I think a lot of people would argue it's the opposite. But like, this is the <laughs> point. The point I'm trying to make is that like, at least I don't know who decided in Western culture that like waking up early is equi- is like a moral good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The, those are the good people, and the people who like who who naturally stay up later and wake up later. Those are people who are lazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's probably Puritans. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so I learned that I hate waking up at five thirty. Um, <laughs> I knew that. But honestly, honestly though, I'm not entirely averse to the idea of like waking up and going to the gym in the morning. Like, okay, there's like certain activities that I will do that when I do them, like like certain certain days that I will have. Right, like very rarely I will have a day where everything goes the way that I want it to Ooh. in such a way that I feel like. On that particular day, I'm the kind of person that I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of those things is sometimes I'll like wake up on very rare occasions. I'll like wake up in the morning, not pre-dawn, 
<laughs> like the sun is very specifically up, but I like wake up at like nine or nine thirty or something like that, get out of bed, and I'll like go for a jog first thing in the morning. And then I like come come back home, like have like a productive day of work and stuff like that, and then spend the rest of the evening like watching YouTube videos. <laughs> right, right. But like those are the kind like if I if I have a day like that, then that'll be like a day where I'm like, okay, I've like expressed all of the aspects of myself that are to some degree aspirational. Like I woke up, I did a thing, I got work done, and then I chilled, you know? And I think what I've realized through this very brief experiment of waking up at 5.30 and going to the gym before the sun is even up, that's not an aspect of my aspirational self. Like waking up in the morning is, going for a jog and being active in the morning is, but going to the gym before the sun is even in the sky that's that's not who I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's not an aspect of of like myself that I feel a need strong need to express. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. We, we we were just at five o'clock where someone at dinner was talking about like getting up early to do work on their personal project before they go to their real job. Right, and that's like a hack you can do. Like if you're the kind of person who has en- energy in the morning, you can get. You can spend the good energy on your personal project and the shitty energy on your job, but you don't need a hack like that. Right. Because it's like, because you make your own hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For as long as that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I, ever, yeah. if I ever have to get a real job, I might have to figure out some, some kind of thing. But uh, for the time being, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not worried about you. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine. Well, so another thing that I noticed, like you're going, getting to the gym that early is like, the idea of a go-getter, I think, is a little bit ridiculous in itself because there were just normal people there. <laughs> like, like they weren't particularly buff. Yeah, like or not, not even buff, but like they just seemed like people who woke up really early. Like maybe in, in the same <laughs> mindset as my brother, where it's like I have work, I have work, and I have to do work, but I need to. I also want to exercise, so I'm gonna do it at the time that I have free. And it's not necessarily a matter of like I have definitely been that person. Yeah. Both today and yesterday, there were there was one particular person at the gym who stood out, but not because he was the only person flexing in the mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> but also he looked like he was like 14 or something. Like he looked like a like a young teen who I don't but that's that's the thing that stood out to me is I was like, why is this young teen here so early? <laughs> right. Because well, he, he has to get to school. I guess, but like, what kind of a teenager goes to the gym before school? Don't they have PE? Isn't that the point of that? Uh, I don't know. It, it, that, he's the only person that stood to me, but every other person there seemed like a normal adult human who just <laughs> had stuff to do. <laughs> Going to the gym can be a hobby, but like, if this guy's posing in a mirror, he's probably like, thinks of himself as a bodybuilder. Mm. And that that's a hobby. That's a hobby you can have. And right. it's a hobby sure. you can have from a young age. Yeah. He he was pretty ripped for a, for a child. Uh. <laughs> I, I bet he was, like, in his 30s. And he just <laughs> Probably. Was... He might have been. He very well could have been just, like, baby face. Right. But, uh, anyway, I, I'm going to – I'll be a different type of go-getter. I'll go get – I'll go get later things. <laughs> Wisdom. Are we ready for another topic? Let's do it. Hallie, your topic is non-feathered dinosaurs in the public imagination. Yeah, so we know dinosaurs have feathers, and we're still making media where dinosaurs don't have feathers. I mean, granted, not all dinosaurs necessarily have feathers, but like, I 
Jurassic World is a whole whole ass franchise. Yep. That they made knowing full well that the dinosaurs that they were marqueeing had feathers. Yeah, I, I feel like you ha- you have to give them a little bit of slack because they have like like the the dinosaurs from the, the scientists when they made the dinosaurs in the first movie. Those scientists didn't know that dinosaurs had feathers. Right. So, so <laughs> okay, so you're saying that in universe the new dinosaurs don't have feathers because the scientists who made them, even though they cloned them from dinosaurs with but they feathers, had to recon- they had to reconstruct the DNA. They're kind of like, like designer dinosaurs. Yeah, like if you if you read the book, actually, like the, the they talk go into this in detail. Like, no, it's it's all faked. Mm. I mean, it's they, they use some of the DNA, but a lot of it is reconstructed. Mm. So they just reconstructed dinosaurs based on what people thought they should look like. Wrong DNA. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I actually have 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 a lot of thoughts about this because when I was a kid, I was never into dinosaurs. Like they were just big lizards. I've seen lizards. I've seen small ones. Dinosaurs are just bigger ones. And so, like this idea that, like this idea that, like you know, and it's it's like a very pervasive idea that, like, oh, every kid loves dinosaurs. I was like, no, no, we don't. But then I learned that they have feathers. And that's what made me interested in them. That's like, that blew my mind because I'm like, oh, this isn't just a big lizard anymore. This is something completely new. It's not just, it's it's like not a bird and it's not just a lizard. It's like a dinosaur. That's like the first th- thing that like sort of put them in a category of, of their own for me is like the feathers and like, oh, the plumage and that sort of thing. It like turned them into like semi-mythical creatures, but they actually existed, right? Yeah, and so like I get really excited about dinosaurs, specifically feathered dinosaurs. The tattoo that I got is of a feathered dinosaur. Yes. Oh sure. <laughs> it's a it's a microraptor, and I found like a really cool looking like scientific illustration and had the tattoo artist like you know put some artistic flair on it and stuff like that. But it essentially looks like a scientific illustration that's like slightly melty of a of a of a microraptor with like feathers and stuff. But I I I also get similarly irritated when I like watch media and stuff. It's like it's to me, it's like kind of the equivalent of like Pluto not being a planet anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas like people are just kind of arguing, like, well, I grew up with nine planets, so there must still be nine planets, and like we're just gonna keep including Pluto in in things. It's like and it's like, oh, we're just gonna keep having dinosaurs look the way we want them to, even though like it's been proven not to. I watched a movie last weekend called 65 with Adam Driver. He's like a human but it's 65 billion years ago and he like crash lands on earth when there's dinosaurs like right before the meteor strikes it's not a great movie it's an interesting concept but it's executed poorly that's too bad but uh feathers no feathers at all so mm. not not even no feathers not even just no feathers entirely fictional dinosaurs which like <laughs> irritated me to no end it's like we have real ones of these but you like fully invented from whole cloth new dinosaurs that like look semi-sapien to like well, hunt. how else are you going to get the product placement if you don't include the pepsi store <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair like there definitely were dinosaurs that we don't know about this is true but like I, th- th- it's not just that they were like they they looked so dumb 
they were like they were like crawling around like people it was like you you just got a dude in a mocap suit to do this like they didn't look like they didn't look like actual creatures and then and then i think towards the end there was like like there was like when the big climactic scene they were, they they like got cornered by like some t-rexes i think i think they were supposed to be t-rexes but their arms seemed too big i don't know they just looked like t-rexes with normal proportional sized arms but uh i don't know it just it just really irritated me like in addition to the fact that it wasn't a very good movie at some i was watching it as part of like a uh you know movie like group watch with some friends and at the end of the movie someone pointed out that all the dialogue in the movie if you only cut out all of the dialogue in the movie and like didn't get any of the visuals you would have no idea that there were dinosaurs in this movie because (laughs) like they don't make a single mention of anything like that it's just like they just don't they just don't look like dinosaurs well, no, no, they don't like they they literally none of the di- dialogue refers to the fact that there are monsters hunting them or oh. or that or that there are any like kind of creatures around. It's like it's just like run and then like noises of running. And then like no one says, look at that big lizard <laughs> or like or like what are what do you think those are? You know, like, do you think it's that just... like when they wrapped shooting, they hadn't decided yet what kind of monsters they wanted uh, honestly, <laughs> that doesn't seem entirely implausible because it was a lot of CG. Why do all these pictures of dinosaurs have them like crawling sexily over the ground? Like, what is? What are these? Di- uh, you're you're not. <laughs> are you, yeah, are you, are you looking at screenshots? Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at screenshots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those those specific dinosaurs. I'm like, that's actually a good point. They do look kind of horny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe that was the original plot the original plot was like a bunch of horny people in the jungle that adam driver has to fight adam driver's just being hunt- hunted by scalies uh-huh. and then they were like well test audiences didn't like this we can cgi in some dinosaurs yeah they just got a person to mocap these they just right yeah like the modern equivalent of just putting a person in a dog suit to play a werewolf yeah so the reason that you know that that in Jurassic Park they eventually figured out that dinosaurs have feathers is that in the later movies some of them do. Ah. Oh, they do? Yeah. Like the the ones that were like that are from the old movies that were that were like the the T-Rex does not have feathers, but they have new dinosaurs that do have feathers. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And it was like that, that in, at least in my head canon that was just like the scientists who made these dinosaurs were like, "Oh, I hear that these are supposed to have feathers. Let's do that from now on. We're going to release a patch for the dinosaurs. No, I, that's a, hey. That was my argument. It was that they should have patched the movie. Like, you know how Spielberg patched in, uh, patched E.T. so that it didn't have sh- shotguns in it? Wait, what? The uh, E.T. The gov- had a shotgun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the government agency that comes after E.T. In the original movie, they have guns. Oh. There was a remake or a remaster or whatever you call it. Where they ch- they changed it so those were flashlights. Uh, they changed it so the ET shot first <laughs> because they. I guess they, you know it's it's the thing where you don't want to put want to put children in danger in a movie like which is something. This is something that happened after he had kids. Which I uh-huh. in the original version did they shoot? Did they fire the shotguns at any point, or did they just have them and were they aiming just them? had them? Uh, interesting. Because it would be weird if they changed it to flashlights, but then they were like still shooting from the yeah, flashlights. It's like, a, it's like a Luigi's <laughs> Mansion kind of a thing where like he's just, oh, I'm going to blind this alien. 
or like they like point the flashlight at a at like a patch of ground and then the dirt 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 explodes there because the flashlight is particular is like a 12 gauge flashlight uh, <laughs> and then apparently um when his kids grew up he was like oh this is okay again and then he released another version of the movie with uh with two shotguns with shotguns <laughs> in it <laughs> And this is this is a thing, like when you are a parent of a small child, suddenly like the idea of, of a movie that puts children in danger is much more like, I do not want to see this. Mm. I want this not, not to be part of my life. And I, I feel like that's what happened there it was like less that it was a, a moral thing and more like that he was empathizing with parents of children of a certain age. And then mm-hmm. when his children grew up, he stopped. <laughs> he stopped empathizing. <laughs> right. So I have a question for you. As the parent of a young child. Yeah. How do you feel about those like old like Looney Tunes cartoons where the baby's like like being babysat by an incompetent animal and gets away and like starts crawling through a construction zone and stuff and the animal <laughs> the, like the animal protagonist keeps trying to get them out of danger and stuff like that and they're just like crawling. Is, is that is that is that a concern for you? I haven't seen one of those in a long time, so I don't know. Uh. Um I'm, I I feel like that would be too cartoonish to bother me. Interesting. That's my guess. It's it's like if Lemmings was a cartoon. Because like for the most part, the baby's just com- completely unaware and just going in a direction. And the, the, the animal protagonist, it's always an animal for some reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like trying to, to guide their path in such a way that they don't get hurt. Right. And it always ends well. What if lemmings, but with babies? Right. Yeah, what? I would not play that game. Yeah. See the problem. No, with le- with the pro- <laughs> see the problem with lemmings is that you're in control and you can fail. That's but if right. it's a, if it's a cartoon where everything's predetermined and you know that everything's going to turn out fine, maybe that changes. You know. And if I'm doing badly, I can just hit the nuke button and kill all of them at once. <laughs> yeah, they just all uh, put their hands on their head and explode. Uh, <laughs> How come lemmings don't have feathers? I was trying to think of a way to wrap that wrap that into it. But... Yeah, no, it doesn't quite work. <laughs> I feel like hair evolved from feathers. I mean, do you think? What do you think? I say this is like this is a complete guess on my part. <laughs> I don't know. I have, to have our panel of expert judges weigh in now. Well, I think feathers evolved from scales. As did it looks like. Feathers and hairs are branches off of scales. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So the reason that lemmings don't have feathers is this is completely separate lineage. Yeah, I guess feathers and hair are. Uh, what's the term for cannot coexist? Mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. My brain just fully did not want to think of those words. That's why angels can't be real because they don't have hair. Well, because they either have to have feathers or they have hair. You can't have both. They can't. So they could have bat wings. Yeah. Well, well but then it's the devil. <laughs> well, that's that's just that's just propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to say there's nothing that says wheels within wheels has feathers or hair. So I guess they can exist. It's true. It's true. It's true. And eyes. Eyes can exist with right. eyes. And I don't think there's a hard limit on eyes. Like a creature can have as many as it wants. Yeah, and and eyes eyes have like evolved independently several times. So you know. Yeah, just give me a give me several light sensitive patches of skin. Yeah. No, I just want different kind, like all one the, one of each type of eye has, a, has oh, that evolved multiple multiple kinds of eye on itself. 
Right. I feel like something has kind of done that. Maybe spiders. Oh, yeah, you think so? Because, like, I feel like spiders have, like, the, or at least certain types of spiders have, like, sort of, like, the large eyes for, like, actually seeing. And then they, they have, like, smaller sets of eyes that are, like, less evolved or more primitive or something that are more just for, like, light detection or something like that. Or heat detection. I don't know if it's spiders, but I think I think some some arthropod has done that. We got the Winston a book from the library about bugs. And it was just this picture book with a bunch of bugs in it and talking about the bugs. Because, like, April and I don't like bugs or spiders Mm. and we're trying to like trying to not pass that on to winston Uh and so far he seems relatively comfortable compared to us uh but i was like for like i was reading this book to him once a night for like a week and i just had to fucking muscle through it (laughs) wait are they like realistically rendered it was photos Oh, oh 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 Uh, and there was this like close up of a tarantula's face that like I, I I guess I'd never seen one like close close up before, and it had eyes that were like so human looking that it just it it kind of fucked me up. <laughs> Interesting. Like I started to worry about like now I won't be able to look at real regular people's faces without thinking of the tarantula. <laughs> like if that that eyes that same shade of brown. It's like a, a reverse the fly situation where everybody else slowly turns into bugs to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm trying to save Winston from. There's certain there's certain spiders that I think are pretty cute. Jumping spiders yeah, are really cute. That's true. Jumping spiders look fine, but the concept of a spider jumping is like no thank you. <laughs> but they have their adorable little dance. The dance dancing part's fine. I'll be okay. <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Yes. Let's let's do it. We're do- we're doing it. We're we're gonna do the whole list. We didn't do the poem, did we? Did we not do the poem? We didn't do the poem. We didn't do the poem. Oh man. Okay. We got to do this poem first, and maybe we won't get to the last item. Oh no! I wanted to get to that one. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I forgot to do the poem. Okay. No, let's, we're gonna we, do. Let's do my pop. We, you want to? Do you want to skip the poem? All right. I want to do my pop. We can we can speed run we can do both of them at the same time. <laughs> All right, we can we can talk about McPop. McPop House. Mc... All right, so McPop stands for it's it's a shareware game from like 1989 for MS DOS machines, and it stands for Madam Ching's Palace of Pleasure. Honestly, like more than anything, it's just like a dungeon crawl. All right, well, let me find the documentation. I'll read I'll read you the description from this uh, from this file here. It is the year 2117. The planet Tralfaz has been taken over by the evil ex-hooker Madam Ching. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> we are in this era of computer games. Ex-hooker. You're a member, you're is spelled Y-E-R, a member of the Resistance. And by the way, also, there are two, two spaces after every period. When Ching captures you, she sentences you to the Palace of Pleasure. Don't get all jazzed up. The Palace of Pleasure is not as great as it sounds. The palace is, is the central whorehouse of the Junta of Tralfaz, and it exists for their pleasure. But when someone is convicted of a crime against the state, they are injected with pheromones and let loose in the locked building. If they are unable to find the necessary keys to get out, they die of sexual tension. If they do get out, they're free. <laughs> so you have to run around grabbing keys and condoms and screwing girls when your sexual tension gets too high. It's rough, semicolon. Real rough. That sounds like it could also just be like somebody talking about this game like, it's It's, it's rough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a, a a house style 
of like shareware games from around 1990 of like locks and keys, tile-based movement, and like it's a pretty recognizable thing. Uh, but it's also like pretty interesting from a game design standpoint, where for example, there there are locked doors and there are keys. And all the locked doors look the same and all the keys look the same, which would make you think that like it's one of those games where you collect keys and you spend them to unlock doors, but every key goes to a specific door. You just have to – you pick them up and you try them. Oh. You're like, I picked up another key. Now I can go I go check every door that I've seen. Honestly, realistic. <laughs> it is realistic, yeah. <laughs> and there, there's the concept of, of trap doors, which – take you so the, the 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 level design is like tiered where like you start like kind of in the middle and you there are stairs up and down and so you want to go both up and down uh but sometimes you you walk onto an invisible trap door and you go down involuntarily which can make it harder to like navigate and then you can find x-ray specs which let you see where the trap doors are but if you then accidentally walk through one of the hit one of the trap doors which is not that hard because like it's it's room by room navigation. So like if you walk into the next room and then you move without seeing where you're going, you might accidentally step onto a trapdoor tile. Uh, if you fall through a trapdoor with the X-ray specs on, they break. It's just a very strange like. Given that description, how horny is the actual game? Oh oh oh! I forgot the most important part. I'm playing it right now. Oh god! <laughs> so here's the most important part. Like in fact, here's the in fact. Like this is I should have started with this. I should have led with this. This is the gimmick of the game. You walk around, there are naked women lying on slabs. Okay. Uh, and when you are you are facing one, you can press the insert key. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Great. And this refills your oh, or maybe it empties, I forget, your sexual <laughs> tension meter. Your sexual tension meter, which is constant constantly increasing. At least at least you collect condoms. At least there's safe sex being practiced. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, real rough. It's rough. Rough. Real, real, real rough. rough. <laughs> and I, 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 I played this as a kid, you know, as way, a too, kid. way too young. Goodness. It was, it was on one of those shareware CD-ROMs, I think. And it couldn't get anywhere in it. Like, it was just too hard. And then I played it as an adult with like a, like a more analytical mindset. And it was just like, this game is, I expected it to be, um, the kind of difficult that games in that era tend to be, uh, but it was it's pretty forgiving in many respects. Like I feel like the the ten sexual tension meter fills up way less quickly than it could and still be a playable game, which made me think like maybe they're actually asking you. You're maybe maybe it's actually a score attack game because you also you also get points for inserting. Oh God, great ain't good. Yeah. And then there was like a sequel, which was the same game, but like inst instead of being in 640 by 350 by 16 colors, it was in 320 by 200 by 256 colors, uh, but which means everything is twice as big on the screen. And so like the, the each each room had to be redesigned to be uh, half the size. Oh, this is uh, this is a top down top down. For some reason, I was I was envisioning like a first person dungeon crawler. Oh, but probably because I said it was a dungeon crawler. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a top-down game. I'm reading this um, doc file that comes with it. Back 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 in the day, people would call files .doc, and they would just be text files. This was back before Microsoft Word owned the extension. And I'm realizing that like some of this is like is uh, like ideas that have just been in my head since then. Oh wow! 
This is the or- origin of Gordy in Halloween Moon. Well, that's just Gordy in the Monster Moon. Thank you. Monster Moon. I keep see I keep saying Halloween. Dang it. I keep getting that wrong. Uh so here's a paragraph. Uh the background sound driver was adapted with great frustrations from a hoary old PD Turbo 3.0 include file circa 1985. Needless to say, many changes were needed, and it was still chock full of bugs until we remembered that DOS is not re-entrant. Kudos to Microsoft for not documenting half of Int21H services, swine. And that, like, lament, like, someone being angry that Microsoft didn't document, like, this is, this is apparently true. This is, this is a, there's a function call on Interrupt21 that you can use to determine whether you are currently within a MS-DOS uh, function call. So, like, if you're writing sound code that gets that's called on an interrupt, that interrupt might be coming from MS-DOS, and MS-DOS is already in the middle of a process, then you, you can't use MS-DOS services under those circumstances. And I don't know why I'm explaining all this to a general audience. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is, this is something that, like, I, I remember this specific sentence from this documentation and, and that whole, like, research, area of research that goes along with it. Huh. Oh, it has a SIG file. The do- the game documentation has a signature. Were you two around in the era of signatures? Like yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So it has his name and the company and like a couple of quotes, and then like the city he lives in, and then it says, "Quit whining and just wear your fucking seatbelt." And the- these two quotes are just like this is exactly the sort of thing that. I don't know if you have friends that like their their idea of humor is to just say movie quotes out of context, uh-huh. but it's, it's exactly that shit. The proto internet was a truly wild place. The it's, the it's almost true. yeah when it was when it was all BBSs and and like stuff that the internet would take off, but like the tech wasn't quite there or the public awareness. What yeah the infrastructure wasn't quite there. And it was just a wild, wild place. I remember playing a BBS that had that had a door, all about being a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, a door, a door was was what they called an app on the bulletin board systems of that time. General yeah, audience for, for some reason. It was all text graphics. Yeah, have you have you played Kingdom of Loathing? It was like that. It was. It was like that. I mean, gameplay wise, not like uh, not like the, the art style. <laughs> No, no, Kingdom of Loathing is like a big step up, step up from what it was like. <laughs> I, am I wrong? The Kingdom of Loathing was actually based on a BBS door. Oh, was it? I think it was uh, based on Legend of the Red Dragon. Oh, that that makes a lot of sense. I would be in no way. I played a lot of Legend of the Red Dragon, and I would be in no way surprised if that was true. Another game from 1989. Hmm. Before my time, I only know of Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> Yeah, they made a movie out of that. Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. Did they? What? Yeah, what? it's not bad. What? How did I know this? This exists? They made a movie of it in 2016? In 2016? Yeah. What? Uh, weird. Well, okay, now I know what I'm going to suggest for next movie night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 65 minutes. Wow. It's not even... Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can... If, they, if people give you a hard time, you can tell them I said it was not bad. <laughs> oh, voice actor D. Bradley Baker repl- reprised his role as Olmec. Hmm. Was he the original Olmec? Apparently, yeah. Oh, this is a lot. Oh, he was also Appa in Avatar, Last Airbender, and Momo. 
Appa and Momo together? I guess so. They're very different characters. They are. Well, I guess they're not that different. They're both uh, like non-sapient mammals. <laughs> they're friends. They're friends. But one is very big. Yeah. And the other one is not. Nice contrast there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Okay. (laughs) I'm just reading his his Wikipedia page now. (laughs) He's he's done a lot of voices. He has done a lot of voices. (laughs) Tyreek, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I guess I'm using Blue Sky more now. I'm not really on Twitter anymore. Yeah, how's that going for you? It's Twitter. <laughs> okay. It's, All people right. keep asking me that, but I don't know how to answer because it's basically just Twitter. Except that's on the part of the boat that hasn't sunk yet. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like it. Twitter is one of the few uh, platforms that I could stand before it became owned by a whatever he is. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 4-Bit Friday. That's where I am. That's who I am, wherever you want to find me. And Hallie, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? They can't. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you. Yay, thank you. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. And you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!